when can I follow my yeah, dreams? When can I follow my dreams? Um, discussing how cultural expectations, institutional oppression, and capitalism affects our career path cultural and passions with special guest Mia. Do you question. guys? Do you guys think culture had an impact on what career like path we chose? I don't know if it's culture more. Maybe it is culture, but more necessarily like my childhood and my parents. Because growing up for me, like my mom, my dad, like super workaholics. And yeah. I'm an only child, so Same. every single weekend I was not home because my parents had to go to work early and they didn't want to wake me up or had the time to take care of me throughout the day. So I would be sent off to like grandparents, ver- grandparents, relatives, or like relatives yeah. and stuff like that. So like growing up like that and having that mindset like really told me that like work is life, like mm-hmm. it's going to mm-hmm. consume most of your life and should be an utmost priority. So that's kind of how I approach things. Yeah, do you think being Chinese had any effect on it whatsoever? I mean... I wouldn't say just being Chinese. I would just say yeah, how Asian. I grew up and the expectation was set, mm-hmm. you know, by my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents... Like, my dad worked in the city, so he had a really good... He had, he had a lot of good benefits. So... But he also, like, was busy all the time, mm-hmm. I guess. But he always he'd always tell me, like, make more money... Mm-hmm. Make a yeah. lot of money so you can have that choice of living in what it what I would call unquote luxury, what whatever that yeah. looks like. The, yeah, exactly. The thing I noticed with Asians or my parents is the first thing because it's Asian culture to value two things: a car and a house. For some reason, <laughs> it's like once you have these, once you buy your first house, it's like you're set for life. Because it's an asset. Yeah, exactly. They think of these materialistic things like a house, right? They're like, this is the first thing that you should be thinking of, you know, like buying a house in the future because that's like. You know, it's something tangible, mm-hmm. right? They don't really, or for my parents, they don't really value, like, you know, sense of fulfillment, finding your purpose. It's more of, do you have a house? Do you own land? For some reason, my, my mom is obsessed with the idea of owning land. Like, she always talks to me about, like, It's like, it's generational estate. wealth. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. She's always talking to me about, like, real estate and stuff like that, which is why I got into it, but... Oh, really? Um, yeah. I didn't but know But she's, like, obsessed with it for some reason, and it's like... She's always instilling, like, oh, you're going to buy a house one day, right? Or, like, oh, where are you planning on buying your first house? So she always asks me that. It's, like, kind of weird. Or it's, like, just having possessions. Like, tangible, materialistic possessions. It's something that yeah. she's always wanted for me. And with that comes with, like, money, obviously. I think right? the biggest thing is revolving around this is money. Yeah, right? Not even, like, doing... I don't know. My parents never talked to me about, like, finding your purpose or, like, finding your passions. Have they ever told you, like, which careers you should go towards? Like, for me, or the stereotypical, like, Asian one is always, like, become a lawyer and doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but mine, for me, it was, like, become a pharmacist. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That's why I took so many years at chem, but it never worked out for me. <laughs> do you just not like chem? I cannot do chem. Like, there's no way I could do chem. My no. best frien is a pharmacist, and my mom's still like, wow, how's, Van- like, how's Vanessa doing? Is she doing well in farm school? I'm like, yep. She's still going strong. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be a pharmacist. Yeah, she's like, how's your thing going? I'm like, nice. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's still kind of hard to tell my parents what I'm doing. And they yeah, still I think, I think it's because they don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Explaining the, like, like having to explain a career other than law or doctor, dentist, like yeah, being a dentistry, doctor, yeah, or any of those like typical like again accountant, you know, like they'd understand. But if I told them, oh, I'm doing web 
analytics to be like what what's that <laughs> yeah what the hell is web analytics so i just don't explain to them i just say i'm doing business yeah absolutely. i'm just like it's business stuff you know like the usual stonks stonks <laughs> yeah stonks and whatever i don't know i don't really like talk to my parents about like this kind of stuff oh really no no they just doesn't come up they just worry about are you making money and yeah are you making money that's good enough like whatever you do it's like they don't really my dad right now is like will you make money oh yeah you better make like you better be better than your sister or something like Mm. but like he doesn't really understand what software engineering is and (laughs) just that it makes money you know what that looks like computers right computers right typing i think i'm typing and like (laughs) staring at a computer and typing yeah, that's all I can imagine. But yeah, I don't know. See, the thing is, like, having to worry about like money, because I always think about this. It's like I understand where they're coming from, like the importance of money and being able to afford. Because I didn't have it. Yeah, being able to afford things like food and like shelter and like you know necessities. Yeah, necessities. Owning land for my mom. <laughs> 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 Something about owning land. Um, like I. I can see where they're coming from, but I think it's like the new wave of thought is more of like finding your inner purpose, you know, finding your... Is that what you want? Um, well, like I always tell people, like I've been thinking about how lately, like the importance of money, I realize now what expenses I've had. Like I've looked at my bank statements, right? And Mm -hmm. I look at the stuff that I buy and like my grocery bills and like, you know, stuff. And it's like, do I really need that much money? You know, like my yes and no. Depends yes on how and you look no, at right? Because my bag of oatmeal cost me eight dollars a quarter. <laughs> All right, like I buy frozen fruits from Trader Joe's. It's like two bucks a bag. Like, do I need that much money to be able to afford something that I love? Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, if you right. want to buy like ten guitars, right? Yeah, the thing with yeah, well, that's something like different. But like, you don't need like, six figures to buy ten guitars. Yeah, like, see, that's the thing. It's like, do I need all this money to like do what I love? Right? Like, I'm for me, I'm not willing to give up my sanity and like my well being for a job for, that. for money because I don't see a lot of value in mm-hmm. that. Right? I can get a lot of the things that I love in my life without that much money. A bag of oatmeal cost me eight dollars a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's. <laughs> I see it in yours perspective. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Like for me, I kind of see it. Like I would think that in the present moment. Yeah. Because that's how I am in the present mo- moment right now. But I feel like if I want to do so many things, like travel the world, oh, you need money have for some that. Sort of retirement. Um, giving generational wealth, like like I kind of want like that's my main goal right now for my lifetime is generational yeah. wealth. So yeah, my kids and my kids' kids never really think about money again. Yeah, because that's what because I'm lucky enough that my parents gave up so much to get to where I'm at. Yeah, like right now I don't have to worry about money and I'm really grateful, and I want to repay that, you know, again and again to your kids. Exactly. So I want to make enough money not just to better my life but like yeah to everyone else after me yeah you know it's not sort of like a legacy or be famous kind of thing yeah but you know to that extent i did have to give up some dreams like i kind of just yeah like i didn't want like i guess i was confused in high school and what to major in i think that was the biggest like 
challenge for me. Yeah, I think everybody struggles with that. I think it's really ridiculous that you have to try to figure out what you want to study. You're before. 17. When you're 17. Yeah, when you're 17, 18, and still don't really know who you are. Dude, yeah. I still don't know who I am. Exactly. As a exactly. If yeah. someone asked me, like, oh, like, who are you? I wouldn't be able to. Like, every time someone's like, oh, like, introduce yourself. Like, I, the first thing I think of is my name, and then, like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like, do I tell them, like, oh, like, my name is color. Yeah. Like, what do I what do I say when someone says like introduce yourself? Such an open ended question. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know. I don't even know myself. Me and Melissa were talking about this last time. Sometimes the people on the outside know you better than you know yourself because they true. can see like your behaviors and your patterns that mm-hmm. you won't be able to see yourself. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I. On the same note, it's like finding yourself, finding your purpose. Right? It's a very. I feel like it's a very American thing. Or very westernized idea. I feel like in Asian culture, you don't really see a lot of uh, finding your inner purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very privileged thought to it have is, to not is. have to worry about survival yeah. and think about okay, what will make me happy. Yeah. But it's not like everybody else in China is not well off <laughs> or Asian. <laughs> uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. That thing. Yeah. So why is it yeah. an American thing? I don't, know. I don't know. Or maybe it's just the people that I know in my family in China. Like they never talk to me about this stuff or maybe just my experience because every time my mom calls me it's never to be like oh hey like how are you doing these days like mm-hmm. are you doing okay like you know are you happy she's yeah. always asking me things like oh how's your job going or like like um can you help me find tenants for my you know it's like stuff house. like that it's stuff yeah. like that it's never like it's always like I mean, it's hard to ask my dad to stop nagging me about what I'm doing. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah. Oh, keep the scholarship up, keep the keep your grades up, this that. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell him. It's been like I've been trying to tell him directly, like, hey, like, you know, it's good that you're checking in, but I would like it if you were to check in differently and just trust me and my process and my journey. Yeah. When's the last time you called your parents? Oh, <laughs> um, my parents. I don't call them very often. Yeah, I think it's just that sort of thing that yeah our family does. I, I feel like you call your parents, or like at least your family members, relatively often. I just we well, only mine. when we need something, you know, from each other. Um, my dad calls yeah. me like, "Where's your AirPods?" Like I, I, huh? I thought you left it here, and I was like, "You don't even use it." But now he wants it, you know. So it's like necessities of what they want from me. I feel like they want. Yeah. I think that's like a cultural thing. I feel like my parents don't really understand what it's like to just ask someone how they're doing just yeah. to understand them better. Yeah. Um, to Is it because they don't care? Or? I don't think it's because they don't care. It's because every interaction to them has to mean something or has oh, to yeah. have some practical purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're so they practical that it's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> and also like for us right now in this generation we put a lot of stress on mental health Mm. and things like that yeah but they never really were educated about the importance of that oh yeah Yeah. if i didn't have the leisure time to think about that exactly yeah so i should we should probably call our parents (laughs) i should call them on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that'd be so cool like a conversation with your like mom you know just have it recorded somewhere because i don't have like i don't know Important conversations with my mom just like singular rechat like like oh have you been keeping up with this or like did you do this yet or did, did you just, and then I did, they just send me videos on <laughs> yeah yeah but i wish i had like a actual conversation with my parents 
yeah also i feel like i don't know the thing that you said about like not like really knowing a lot about mental health in like our culture i feel like i don't know my parents that well because we've never had that conversation of like getting to know someone better like i i see my mom as my mom right she's my provider she gave birth to me she raised me she like gave me like the things i have Mm -hmm. but i don't really see her more than that right because i don't know the person that she really is deep down inside you know i just see her as like my mom not as like a person person Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of weird a lot of families or a lot of parent like kid relationships yeah that yeah, it's so weird because like it's not even a cultural background like barrier. I think it's just either. like a parent. I think it's a parent. Like I like this woman. I've known her my entire this life. Woman. This woman. <laughs> <laughs> I've known her my entire life. I've like the first eighteen years of my life. I've talked to her like every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I live with her every single day. Like, what else do you right. know about her? Yeah, but right? I, if someone asked me like, oh, what's your mom like? I'd be like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know her hobbies. I don't know what she was like when she was a teenager, or mm-hmm. I don't know like. You know, but passion. She I think has. they like a lot of parents. They always like say, "Oh, I have a lot of boyfriends. I have a lot of girlfriends." Yeah. Oh, I did. Mom says that a lot. My mom never told me about her dating life or mm-hmm. anything. She, I don't think I've ever, I've never brought it up, and she's never brought it up with me either. Would you try? I don't know. I don't know if I know my mom like that. You know, like I feel like at I feel like when you guys age. get older, or when we all yeah get older, even older. But right now, it's like it's that awkward in between of like I'm still a kid. But not quite yet. Yeah. Like she still sees me. It out. She sees me as a kid still. Like she talks to me like I'm, like, a child sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's yeah. like really taking care of you for the past eighteen years, and I don't think that's really gonna change unless yeah. you purposely show her <laughs> that you're an adult now, either through I don't know Maybe some your transitional assets. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> my house. She won't ask you about I how's your money going. <laughs> Cause she knows. Yeah, yeah, maybe when I, yeah, when I buy my first house. I hate that that is a telling of why, of how successful I am. Yeah. If I, like, I make a certain salary or mm-hmm. something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to pursue film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wherever, whatever that, wherever that takes me. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just had my major pick for me because my sister had a successful time with it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I guess the future, whatever that means. Yeah. So I had to get into it early. Yeah. And kind of forcefully by my parents. Yeah. Do you, of it. do you think it's your parents or it's also like just society? I, I guess it's just, it's a little bit of both, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because um, I learned that money is power in terms yeah. of, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say it. <laughs> it's really hard to say it because it could be disputed in many ways. But uh, the way I was taught, it was, you, you know, you make enough money, you can make the choices of whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So the fastest way to get there is to have a CS degree and mm-hmm. work hourly producing, you know, technology for some company you probably don't even care about. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, and if you were to go backwards, would you still have chosen CS or would you have gone maybe another route, perhaps in film? If I found something more successful in film, something more easily attainable, mm-hmm. like if I studied film, stu- like film and media studies, which I could have and... I could have turned it into something successful. I really could have. And if I knew the steps there, I probably would have chosen film. Mm. But CS seemed like an easier route. Because <laughs> I knew what it was like. My, sis- my sister was doing the same route. Like, I kind of just handicapped what she did. Yeah. So, so right? CS would be easier than film. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. I think 
in that in that sense, like major really didn't matter at, at that point. I wish it didn't matter. Like I really wish it didn't. You know, like there's so many smart people out there that are like in the arts that don't get recognition for their work. Right, and it's like as much as I would want. I I've always had this like idea of myself being like an art student. You know, like those like art ho like um, star packs you used, used to see on like Facebook mm-hmm. or like Instagram. It would be like oh the the socks and like the outfits and like the little quirks. But I always dreamed of like being an art student. But at the same time, it's, it's a hard way. It's to, a hard to make a living. I it's hard like. to make a living, right? Because if I ever told my parents I want to go to art school, they'd be like, what the fuck. You know, they'd be like, yeah, they'd be like, you're not doing it. Like, you, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm going to be able to buy a house with art student or art, your art degree. And that's probably, probably no, you know. Yeah. As bleak as it sounds, like, I probably wouldn't be able to um, unless, like, I got really lucky or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, just giving up that dream of mine, right, for, like, I For know. something easier for yeah. my parents' sake. Yeah. <laughs> or for, like, for, for your future's sake. Right, we're always thinking in the future, like, oh, like, you know, I need to like, prepare myself. I need, yeah, I need to prepare myself. I need to do this and this and this and this. So like, we're always planning ahead, and like, I'm scared that I'm gonna plan so ahead. I'm gonna plan right until like I die, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm gonna plan my own funeral. Like that shit's scary, you know. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's something. Yeah. Well, my philosophy has always just been like focus on career first, get some fin- type of financial stability where I have the luxury of being able to do I love whatever that is mm. I don't know if we have had this conversation before but like I personally mm-hmm. have like I feel like me and Linda are very different and our personalities are very contrasting especially mm-hmm. because really? for me personally I don't find myself having like a bunch of like different hobbies or different things that really really spark my interest mm-hmm. for me I just kind of like set my goals on something because of logic and then I just like mm-hmm. drive forward until that's it and I have to figure something else out mm-hmm. Fiona's a very logical person yeah yeah what's the thing it's like ethos pathos pathos logos I don't know you know I took English <laughs> I don't remember whatever shit. that means <laughs> I don't remember I don't know what you just said but I kind of do but yes, yeah I do. Um, yeah I don't Fiona's know about that uh, about you, Fionn. I just, you know, everyone has like hobbies and stuff, but like, because mm-hmm. I see you so driven and stuff, but I didn't mm-hmm. know where you learned that from because I don't know, yeah. like, because I had a sibling, so I had to learn it from my siblings, mm-hmm. but you kind of just had this drive on your own. Maybe it's from your parents, yeah. like, oh, do you think being because you're an only child too, mm-hmm. right? Both me and Fionn are only own child children mm-hmm. how do you what's only the, children <laughs> only <laughs> child we're only both child, only child right? yeah yeah <laughs> where do like, you find your like i had you know i'm grateful like i had my parent i had my yeah, sister yeah but people who don't like, yeah, like how do you get there i think i've always been a very driven person ambitious and kind of lack of a better word a clout chaser (laughs) just because i have a really big ego and i think Mm -hmm. first of all it really stems from my parents like Mm -hmm. they talk a lot of shit like they talk (laughs) so much shit and i don't want to be on the receiving end of it i just want to be like i know you guys worked super hard to get me to where i am now because my parents both immigrants they were able to live in san francisco really high standard of living Mm -hmm. and also send me to a private school like that's not easy Mm -hmm. like my mom 
works in the food industry. My dad is in uh, public transportation. So there's those aren't very glamorous careers, and I just knew that I don't want to be there. And I also had like, I knew I was really privileged growing up, and I still recognize that. But there were a lot of things that I really wanted that I wasn't able to get. Like the、mm. only time I've ever really felt like love or like passion for something was volleyball, and I、mm. really really wanted to play club volleyball, but it's so expensive. It's so. It's. So I never did、expensive. it. I never、yeah. did it. It was so expensive. And I wanted it so bad because everybody did it, but. It just wasn't financially feasible, and I was like,、mm. okay, I need to make it rich so I can do this for my child, and also yeah, just I'm, kinda... my,、uh, I'm sending my kids to volleyball camp. I don't care <laughs> which one, one of you is、they're、gonna start... be a professional volleyball they're, player. They're gonna start when they're so young, yeah, because I wasn't able to do that. Like I had to, like I went to middle school going to volleyball, or because one, I was kind of a clout chaser myself. Like、mm. all these girls went to try out, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna make it on the team、mm. instead、yeah. of these girls because. I knew I was athletic, and I、mm-hmm. I fell in love with exercise. So, and volleyball itself, I just really wanted to beat other people. I don't know, that's the competitive <laughs> side of me, and self confidence at the time. So,、mm-hmm. when I got in, like I was like, oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> I went in, you know, not knowing too much about volleyball, but you know, I guess it pent up my I guess a strength of mine to like yeah, you know, chase for what I believe in and chase what I like with the extent of. Comparing myself to others, which I always did, but、um. how come volleyball so expensive though? What makes it expensive? Um, well, you have to pay to be on the team, and then you have to pay pay for all of the gear that you'll need, like the shoes,、mm. like the like the ankle then, braces,、uh, yeah,、up. you need that,、um, <laughs> and then you need、um, tournament travel fees or travel、uh, fees. Yeah. Travel fees, depending on how much you pay, you get more games or you get more recognition. That's what also、yeah. the thing with passions and hobbies. They cost a lot of money.、Mm-hmm. It's、yeah. so expensive, and it's like, it's being very coming from a logical perspective, right? Hobbies and passions aren't worth it because the return you get back from it, it's like minimal. You know, like you can't measure happiness in terms of like monetary value. And this is yourself,、mm-hmm. yeah. So like, I can see why. Like, I don't know. It's、My、some people. Some people. Some people just don't see it as it being worth it. You know, like you much rather maybe spend your money on like,、um, I don't know, like a food, or like food, or Clothes, like,、yeah. or like、um, something that will kind of like push your career forward more. Tutoring, like tutoring, like tutoring, going to like、mm-hmm. after-school classes rather than get, sending you to like soccer camp. You know, because that's like, oh, that won't help you get into it. Actually, if you're trying to enter finance, <laughs> being able to talk like a soccer or like a football like fanatic or bro will carry you very far. <laughs> But I don't know the traditional. About,、well, yeah. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, so when you're going to finance, anyone can go into finance. I'm a statistics and comm major. That's like、mm-hmm. not finance, accounting, or business related. And it's because anyone can do the job, but it's a really high-paying job, so it's very competitive. And the only way to get in is to either go to a really prestigious school like an Ivy League, or perhaps one with a really great business program, or to network your way in. It's really、mm-hmm. about who you know,、mm-hmm. and you do that by reaching out to people and trying to connect with them on a deeper level.、Um, and when you conduct these calls, of course, you're trying to demonstrate your knowledge. 
about how much you know about finance and you're trying to show them that you're a good candidate but everybody's a good candidate mm-hmm. so the only way to set you apart is to have some type of connection with them mm-hmm. and finance is a really privileged white rich career and a lot of these kids grew up playing football they were a lot of student athletes soccer like white male chads that were fairies yeah basically because their parents work in the industry themselves yeah that's how you get in yeah so it's just how it is so Mm. i would say to an asian standpoint you're right but on a i don't know overall overall standpoint it is nice to be able to have some type of like talent or like extracurricular outside of academics that really sets Mm -hmm. you apart in real estate a lot of people golf right and so when i was i remember like like in your club in my club i remember someone telling me like oh i'm gonna learn how to play golf just for the sake of making connections in the industry because go to a country club yeah exactly like play golf meet some like rich executives and like network your way in because it's a very <laughs> that sounds promising it, it honestly it honestly yeah. is they if probably you, invest in some tech industry and be like hey like, like I'm even even if you like worked as at a country club like they own golf balls mm-hmm. you just being able to meet these people like mm-hmm. the amount of like connections you can make from this mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. right so i guess in that sense like um it can pay off but it depends on how you play your cards, right? Because if you're just there to actually play golf for personal enjoyment, perhaps not. But if you're there with the intention of like, oh, I'm going to meet people, mm-hmm. then it might work in your favor. Yeah. But then again, golf lessons are very expensive. Also, what is the appeal of golf? It's I very, don't know. Uh, I don't know. You have to it's have not a very dynamic sport. I don't know. Either, I think patience. I, I guess there's some skill involved because you have to hit the ball. Yeah, there's <laughs> some skill. With a stick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but overall, just passions are expensive, and you know, like they don't offer the biggest financial return. Like if I said I like to paint, right? And I like, I'm not gonna make money off painting, and so I mean, you probably can, but like five bucks, <laughs> I can sell my painter for like five bucks. But you have to get viral or something. Yeah, but like to my mom's eyes, it's like, um, it's not that like. Won't make that much money. Like when I um, played cello, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I first asked my mom if I could sign up for cello lessons, she probably like no. Nope. Well, I the only reason why I was able to convince her was like, oh, if I get good enough, I'll be able to teach other people make money off of it. Not, I didn't, oh. I didn't frame it as like I just want to do it for fun. It was more of like, oh, I'm gonna get good enough and teach people financially. Gain, yeah, exactly, gain. exactly. Financial gain from it. I'm gonna financially gain from this. Like, I'm gonna teach kids when I'm when I'm good How's enough. How's that going? Uh, I, I don't play cello anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that didn't work out. But like, that's how you get in there, though. But that's how I was able to convince her to. Because if I just said I want to play cello for fun, she'd be like, No, like for what? Like, because cello lessons are kind of expensive, right? So there would be no like financial incentive to send me to, mm-hmm. you know, to classes. And stuff that's really big brain though see you do understand your mom on some level I, exactly. you understand yeah. her values <laughs> yeah, exactly I, I understand her her logic but not her like emotion that's a skill of what to get what you want that's true is that manipulation you found that, you <laughs> found that out pretty young. <laughs> is that manipulation or is that just how things are i think that's just how a lot of families uh, relationship like yeah. just navigate you know, it's just how they talk to your parents and to get what they want. Yeah, know? like I have to, like every time I like tell my mom I like, want something, it has to like have a return, return on investment. At least you're not, <laughs> abu- are. <laughs> At least you're not abusing it to a negative place. Well, that's true. Or a standpoint. Mm, am I? 
No. What was the last thing you asked for? I don't remember, actually. What was the last thing I asked for? I mean, you don't really want anything from your parents anyway. Yeah, well, now that I'm older, it's like, I can kind of, like, buy these things on my own. I don't have to keep asking them. Mm -hmm. No. I actually don't remember. What's the last thing I asked for? Moving, maybe. Guitar. Guitar I paid for. What? I don't know, actually. Yeah, it's been a long long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, I asked my parents. I asked my parents for rent, so. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I, don't pay rent. I think. Oh, also, it's the because my mom always like when I was younger, she always kind of guilt tripped me. She was always like, "Oh, I I pay for all this stuff. Like, you should be grateful. Like, I am grateful, you know. But like, I remember every time the guitar, I mean, my cello lessons, like the topic would come up. She'd be like, "Do you know how much money I spend on you to send to like give you these lessons?" She's always like, well, "What does she like, want from me from face. saying?" That. I don't know. I think just. This draw a rem- it's a constant reminder. Appreciation. Appreciate. You know the you know the video. I just want to be appreciated. <laughs> That's my mom to the T. Like, I I left for college, right? And I told her like, I wasn't gonna come back for the summer because I'm I'm gonna work down here in Irvine. And she was like, Oh, but I built you. I like remodeled the house for you. Like, I I made you a like she built me a deck and, and like a door that connects to my connects to the the deck from my room. She's like, I did all this for you, right? Like, why won't you come home and see me? And it's like, shit. Like, yeah. now I just feel bad for not, like, you know. That's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's anyone's fault. Yeah. It's just I think my mom just... the situation just came my up. My mom's just really materialistic. And I'm scared that, like, I'm going to be end up like that. Yeah. I don't think you are. I don't know. You could pent up your, you know, your I'm I'm, tr- I'm really trying not to. Which mm-hmm. is why, like, the only motivation for me for finding like my jaw was just like a break away from like her always being like do you know how much i do like do this for you do this for you it's like the pent-up guilt or the pent-up like i don't know like having to not be i feel like i'm in debt i'm in debt in debt to my parents you know like Mm -hmm. i owe them something even though it's the obligation they set upon us yeah like when you like find like when you find jobs right don't you feel like you sometimes like owe it to your parents I don't know. Personally, for me, it's always about, or uh, for oh, this sounds really bad, but it's always for me. I'm always like, this is what I want. This uh, is okay. like what I see as. I rather think of it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never thought about what I'm doing is for myself yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I think Sometimes if you don't so think that way, whatever you're gonna do, if you're doing it for someone else other than yourself, you're gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna be motivated enough to go after it if you don't see some potential return for yourself either through happiness yeah. or fulfillment or monetary yeah. yeah in that sense sometimes it's good to be selfish yeah <laughs> right i mean everyone needs to be a little bit selfish in yeah. my personal opinion yeah yeah I think so too i'm i'm pretty selfish with like i don't know what are some things you guys are selfish about what could you say hard <laughs> hard question to ask Hard question to answer. It's just something that I don't think about all the time. What, you know, what I'm like something you don't want to share. Like, I don't know. For me, I'm selfish about like my biking time. Mm -hmm. Like whenever people are like, "Oh, can I go biking with you?" I'm always like, "Uh," you know, like like that guilty pleasure of like time for yourself. Exactly. It's like Mm -hmm. it's like time allocated just for me. Like I can go bike. I don't have to match anyone's pace. You know, like, I don't have to, like, wait for someone or I don't have to catch up to someone. It's like running with someone. It's kind of hard to run with someone. I feel guilt when I have to 
when someone has to slow down for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In terms of exercise. Yeah. Or, like, like when I ask for help amongst my friends, mm-hmm. I kind of just, I'd rather not ask anyone than yeah. to ask for help. Sometimes it feels like you're, like, dragging people down, you know? Because I don't want yeah. them to always give me a piggyback mm-hmm. when I don't reciprocate anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when I'm new to coding... And I'm not as new, but I also struggle with, like, big topics. Like, I'd rather just take hours to figure out myself than ask someone for clarification. Mm. In terms of friends, teacher-wise, I pay for them to do for me. (laughs) So, I go to lab, like, they answer my questions because they have to. I pay for it, you know? So, I'm using my resources to the best of my abilities. But, you know, friend-wise, when, you know, the professors and TAs aren't there, I'd rather just not ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. or sometimes like for, I'm selfish about my studying time too. So like sometimes I find it to be more helpful to study alone. And when people are like, oh, let's study together, I'm like, ah, uh, perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you're with. Me and Fionn study all the time. Oh, no, no, but like I just looked at each other when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like like studying like together for a class, you know? Oh, all right, together. Right, right. Yeah, yes, like I together, see. together. Like yeah. sometimes I feel like like sometimes they're pretty useless. Own. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes you're just better off studying by yourself. But, like I feel like bad for telling people like I can't perhaps not. <laughs> or you, you know, know, wouldn't say it directly, but I'd yeah. rather study by myself. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm selfish about that. Like I guess my time. You know. Yeah. But guys, I don't know. Personally, for me, it's not time and money that I'm selfish with. I feel like I really enjoy talking to people, so mm-hmm. I always make time for people regardless of who you are mm-hmm. um and with money i don't like being stingy with money because my parents are stingy with money mm-hmm. i think it's so annoying mm-hmm. um but personally for me like success oh my god it's so toxic but like from <laughs> high school it was a very toxic environment and i think yeah. at ucla it's still a pretty toxic environment like ucla and Lowell are very similar in its own ways i don't know mm-hmm. yeah so it's very competitive and i think that's just kind of made me guarded with my resources and like oh if I see this opportunity even if it's like my best friend I'm just gonna keep it to myself because Mm -hmm. I see Mm -hmm. it as a competition Mm -hmm. which is I think is a very bad trait to have Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. just kind of how I wired how I'm wired now so I feel that sometimes no I see it too I feel I feel that sometimes it's like as like I always have to remind myself like you know the quote it's like someone else's someone else's success doesn't take away from your success yeah Mm-hmm. Right, I always have to remind myself that because it's like it's. It sounds so like sucky to say, but like, when you see someone doing really well and you're like, it hurts. Oh, it hurts a little because you feel like you're not doing like enough. Yeah. Right. Did we talk about this? I I think I talked to you guys like on and off podcast like <laughs> about self image in terms of looking at people's profiles and oh the, on LinkedIn and, and on not just LinkedIn <laughs> but like resumes and stuff like yeah. just looking at it and be like wow i did not do any of these mm-hmm. while i was in high school mm-hmm. you know like being prepared for the industry and i felt very like like i'm behind and you know i still feel behind because yeah. you know i'm slowly trying to apply for internships i get my rejections you know here and yeah. there but i haven't put my foot at the door like i didn't like i just started to network whatever that means you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i didn't know what that was Ooh, until i met fiona and linda just now you know like living with them so Networking. I'm just so behind, I guess. But I don't know how to like not talk myself down upon like my abilities of like, yeah. communicating and yeah. what I have done, I guess. Or You're what still I've very early on yeah. for a CS person. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Think I, don't so. I think everyone's 
either everyone's either on time or behind i don't know do you sometimes feel like envy or like jealousy for other towards other people like do you i don't know how they get there how they got it i kind of question more than jealousy Oh, I see. Also jealous too. I'm a very big jealous person. Me too. Like, do you ever like look at someone's like like profile, like LinkedIn? You're like, oh no, damn it. Like <laughs> give me like, that. Give me that. Like, I'm like, I wish I was that person. I don't think I've ever had that feeling. I've just been like, I want to be there. Oh, so. Okay. okay. Mm, I'm gonna change. See, I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna look at this high schooler who's done so many internships with Google, and be like, okay, I'll, I'll get there. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be that instead mm-hmm. of. Look at this person. She's so great. Yeah. What happened to me? Why did I stay at Starbucks for two years? Yeah. You know? Or something like that. Yeah. Mm. The thing with, like, jealousy and, like, envy is, like, is there anything that comes, that's, comes, like, good out of it? Is there good that comes out of it? Motivation. Yeah. Motivation, yeah. Could be. But then it stems from, like, a very toxic... Gross place. It stems from a very toxic place. But it's, like, how else would you, like, you know, I don't know hard to navigate isn't it because i can't help myself when i'm like we're even like on the street you know like sometimes i'll be like like wow i wish i had her hair or like oh i wish i had her shoes or like mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's like i always have to catch myself like i'm happy where i am now like i don't mm-hmm. i don't need to like compare myself to like other people mm-hmm. right because like i always say like people have their own paths and like you know we are our own individuals, and the only person I should be worried about really is myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I feel like I spend a lot of time where I spend too much mental brain, or I spend too, too many brain cells like thinking mm-hmm. about like other people when I really shouldn't be. Yeah, and I'm a really, really strong believer in everything happens for a reason, and Ooh, sometimes yeah. it's just not the right time if you like you get rejected from something because Ooh, something yeah. else along the way is waiting for you that's better yeah yeah that is you just true. might not know that's it that is true there was like i know time. i try to i like i'm working on it yeah. thinking about navigating these emotions yeah you know, i kind of wish like i guess that's the effects of being a first gen first generation college student do you think being a first gen had a big impact on like it how you view college it's not a i wouldn't say it was a setback but uh-huh. compared to others it might have been like I wasn't as prepared as other people who like whose parents are software engineers mm. who are mm-hmm. like like in terms of my industry like if my dad was a software engineer I'd go to all the questions to him mm. he'd prepare me to network because I don't because I don't know what that is until now you know so um mm. I wish I guess if my parents knew a little bit more about college or the career path I'm on like it'd be helpful mm-hmm. to prepare me for what's to come Mm. But right now, I have to find things out either... I wouldn't say too late, but I'd have to find things, these things out on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I was little, in middle school, I used to be like, oh, I wish my parents could help me and do these things, and I didn't have to fill out these forms for them. And mm. like, Translate. I could just... Yeah, or I could just be a normal kid. But I think now, I feel very empowered being a first gen because I don't mm. see it as a setback. And I've met people who think being a first gen is an excuse to like wallow in self-pity and it's just really annoying and I think it's I don't know I don't think you there's anything that's holding you back that someone else can achieve that you can't Mm -hmm. as a first generation student I think it's 
actually more beneficial for me because I capitalize on it because <laughs> people are more impressed that I like, yeah. can do it on my own. But yeah. there's nothing that can't be achieved without your own like initiative. But also, yeah. I was very lucky to end up where I am now because I got mentorship really early on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's a setback at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There are other other like avenues of mentorship or like guidance. There's a bunch of free programs. Yeah. sparking up or just up. like or just knowing or like having guidance from like peers friends you know mm-hmm. like friends siblings your own siblings that's why getting a mentor like, is so important i feel like yeah mm-hmm. to offer you guidance like where did you find your mentors Fionn? my clubs <laughs> same yeah <laughs> yeah like joining clubs having a men- like i wish i had like a mentorship program in high school mm. i felt like because I, I mean, I had not like a mentor, but I had upperclassmen to look up to mm-hmm. in school because I did sports. So I did like I did organizations. I did student government. But like without it, I felt like I couldn't have met the people I've met or prepared the way, you know. Yeah. Now that, that I think I about it, now that I think about it, like, you know how like the networking thing is actually yeah. super important. It's super mm-hmm. important. Like, like knowing the right people. Yeah. It sounds kind of sucky to say though. It's like, <laughs> it's who you know, not what you know. I mean, it's a two way street. And yeah. It'll probably pay off for them in the future too when you make success. Yeah. 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 It's not a transactional thing. It's just. Sometimes it feels that way though. It does feel like the, that way at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you're giving them fresh perspective on, yeah. I don't know, college or, I don't know. What life is now, you know, yeah. in our, you know, age group. Yeah, I don't know. I I remember like in my one of my classes, we were reading this like article about how sometimes networking can feel like dirty. Yeah. Because if if you feel like you're like using somebody, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. And I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling of having like some like incentive. Yeah. To like meet people, right? Like sometimes I just want to meet people for the sake of it. But when you attach like I don't know value to that. I don't I don't know how to define like the value though. Like, you know. Or like going into yeah. meeting someone with the intent of using them for like your own gain. your own self gain. Yeah. 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 That's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah, I really <laughs> struggle with that one. Yeah. After every single call, I just feel disgusted. Yeah. I feel gross. Yeah. Is it for people asking your help or are you asking people help? Oh, me asking people for help. I yeah. love when people ask me for help. See, like, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, I'm oh, pretty we, sure yeah, these people yeah. love it when like we ask them because they feel like, you know, appreciated. Yeah. I just want to be appreciated. <laughs> that's all I think about. You don't know how genuine the other person feels about yeah. in the way you're asking Being them. authentic. Yeah. Like, I've, I've no, like, sometimes, like, for, like, the Zoom, I've gone to a few networking events, right? And sometimes you just feel so inauthentic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it... Like, is it just being online or? I don't know. The networking think, aspect in general. It's just networking in general, I think. it's Sometimes it just feels so, like, superficial. Yeah. Super fake. You know? And it's, like, so... It's so hard to genuinely meet people that you, like, vibe with. <laughs> I think you it's know? because you put them on a higher pedestal. Because yeah, personally, probably. for me, I'm thinking, like, oh, these people are where I want to be in a few years because mm-hmm. they have this title. Mm-hmm. But I always forget that, like, oh, they were in my shoes a few years ago. Like, yeah. for one of my interviews, I was talking to this like, 50 year old man and he was telling me about his frat boy days. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, 
this is really interesting. Like, yeah. he used to be just like, not me, but like, yeah. <laughs> like people similar, <laughs> not similar to me, but people in the same age range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have the same hobbies. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I should just start talking to them about yeah. TikToks and like reality <laughs> TV. So <laughs> that'll be okay. Sometimes but. it'd be like, I, for me, I get so intimidated mm-hmm. by like their like power. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can never, like, you know, it's like I'm out of their league. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I can never, like, like I'm not worth their time, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, a couple weeks ago, we had John Burns come out, and he's, like, this, like, big shot um, real estate consulting guy. Yeah, um, but he had him come out for an event, and I was, like, the entire event, I kept, like, hesitating to ask him questions because I was, like, I was so intimidated, you know? Like, this guy has so much power and, like, influence over the real estate consulting, like, industry. I was just like, like, what if I say something dumb or what if I say something stupid or, you know, what if I, you know, say the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. And like, that is what held me back. And I wish I could have just been like, I'll just say whatever I want. And it would have been more authentic that way. Right. But I was just like, so intimidated, scared. Yeah. Right. The power, something about it. <laughs> I don't know how to solve that hurdle. I personally have yeah. struggled. It's hard. It's hard remembering that they're human too but also at the same time there's they're very like influential people yeah it's there still needs to be some semblance of professionality yeah I, for, for me personally that the line between professional and like friendly i sometimes cross like, a little too too i don't know i have this thing where i'm like kind of against professionalism for some reason me like too. i'm really against the idea of wearing a suit or like oh. wearing I don't know, just like having this like false like sense of superiority. Yeah, false sense of superiority. It's like just talk to me like I'm a person, you know? Like you don't have mm. to like throw out these like term terms and like fancy jargon. Like we're just people, just talk to me, you know? Yeah, and that's why you show up to interviews in your robe. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, what, what, what would you wear to separate from, you know, casual to something more serious? I don't know. Like I feel like my, just the per- my personality is very much like mm-hmm. very care. I don't know how to like carefree. carefree. Just just like very casual person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could never see myself in like the it's very stern meeting. Like okay, guys, like gotta <laughs> we need to do this. We need to do this. I'm more of a. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you guys want to do today? Yeah, yeah. It's like like um for because I'm one of the co-presidents for the uh, real estate association, and so we were doing icebreakers, and usually it's like oh like which pretty like you know normal stuff i was like i thought it would be a good idea for a question to ask people which way they face when they take a shower sorry what <laughs> yeah i literally i was like all right guys time for our icebreaker today like which way do you face when you shower were there any outliers no 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 we were just like Wait, always... <laughs> what do you mean like face the shower head yeah like do you like away? yeah do you face the faucet or who do you, faces like, away some people like when you wash your hair you know or see that's why it's such a good question Right? question like oh, i do well <laughs> yeah. no because like, you don't expect it right but like like people would expect from a real estate club how did it go like how did people react? i think people liked it because it was like out of it was like Not something to something you don't think about they were like oh i never thought of that which way based when i took a shower no that's kind of funny right? i gotta yeah. use that but how like, did you come up with that I don't remember. Probably in the shower. Probably. I was like, what? <laughs> which way do I face when I take a shower? This would be a good icebreaker but, question. But like, when you think of real estate, you think of like very professional. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of like, oh, 
Or Maybe what house like, would you want to live in? Yeah, like, oh, what what are the booming cities in California? Or, like, where do you want to invest? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. how is the stock market? I don't know, just stuff like that. But, like, I I don't know. I don't see, like... <laughs> like Sorry, I gotta use that icebreaker. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good, and actually. It makes people really think. Um, but, like, I don't know. Just being professional is not, like, something I could ever see myself doing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think people appreciate it, too. It adds a little spice into their life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was watching this movie yesterday. It was It's called Office Space, mm-hmm. I think. Or, yeah, Office. What's that? It's, like, this movie about this guy who works at this, like, um... He works at this like technology company mm-hmm. where he like does computer engineering and like he's like wakes up every day and he's like do this does the same thing every day wake up go to work come back mm-hmm. you know and his like wife's cheating on him and <gasps> oh his God. like manager is like on his ass about some TPS report but <laughs> um, like a stereotypical kind of lifestyle yeah exactly like. exactly and like I he went to this like, hypnotherapist with his like wife or something and then it was like it's a comedy movie but. Like, he, like, he had this epiphany where it's, like, why should I care? You know, like, my manager's treating me like shit. This company's treating me like shit. They're not paying me well. Like, they're asking me to come in on the weekends, and my wife is cheating on me. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And so he was, like, fuck it. I'm just gonna, like, not care. And he showed up to work in, like, this, like, button-up and flip-flops. And um, the funny thing is, I don't know how realistic this is, but, like, the manager saw him, like, this, like, chain in attitude. And they're like, we'll give you a promotion because it's a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. It was like a new way of thought. And yeah, it's a really good movie. You should watch it. <laughs> but I was just thinking about like, you know, just like the professionalism and like the everyday mundane life of it. I right. really want to strive my like strive for not that. Yeah, I want to break <laughs> away from like prof- professionalism. As much we as have, it, we like, got to change the game. I know that's what I was thinking too. Like I don't, I don't see the value in like wearing clothes just for the sake of like seeming like you know. I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. it sounds like you're trying to be a nudist. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I might. I might. You know, it's like that's why it's so hard, like to that's think really about the career yeah, stuff. That is really hard. Because about. just the idea of that scary, like the mundaneness of it all, mm-hmm. right? Or like just being inauthentic i don't know well i guess from like nine to five you can just do whatever you need to do to make money but then from five to whatever (laughs) time you go to sleep and then the two days of the weekend that you have to yourself you go wild you can make it something less mundane that's true give yourself some spontaneity in your life that's Mm -hmm. true that's true you know what they say there can't be uh like light without the dark Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess in that aspect, because I guess life wouldn't be fun all the time if you just fucked around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need, you need purpose. Purpose. You need purpose. Yeah. Purpose. We're finding balance. Finding the balance between like the mundane and doing what you need to do and having fun. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of getting the scales of justice tatted on me. <laughs> I just hate that like I have to start this type of like routine for myself, like the nine to five kind of idea so early mm. I kind of have to start it right after high school after yeah. college in order to pay loans oh, and do yeah. it for the rest of my life until I retire whatever that means or, or whatever that looks yeah. like which is a huge chunk of my life yeah like Fionn you, you started pretty early in like professional like setting right would you I say I guess like, yeah do you, do you ever feel like you like missed out on like the fun 
I really enjoy what I do. Like, I feel like I always talk to my friends about, like, not be, not having a passion, like, that mm-hmm. I really want to pursue. But I really enjoy the stuff that I do. I like being busy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like, I think back to high school. In high school, I was super involved, always at school. Like, mm-hmm. but I really, really enjoyed what I was doing senior year. Like, yeah. I had the most fun I ever had. And I just like planning logistics maybe that's yeah. just like the type of that person could be that your I passion am. because maybe. passion is there's no definition of passion it could be anything you could be passionate about i don't think i'm passionate about investment banking <laughs> <laughs> oh but there are a few people out there who are genuinely passionate about the financial state their financial maybe you know maybe somewhere out there there is somebody yeah. who is really into that but i don't know whenever people say like oh what are your passions like People always expect it to be like, oh, like art music, but it doesn't necessarily have to be art music. Mm-hmm. It could be like what Fionn said, like lo- doing logistics. what, lo- doing logistics. logistics. That could be a passion too. And it's like, it's, it's kind of weird how we like, don't really see that as a passion, yeah. you know? We see that as like work. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a f- it's a hard line to draw between passions and work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our passion has to stem like, yeah. to work or but. there's this like or there's this notion that like we need to follow our dreams and like do what we love mm-hmm. right and it's if people say like oh you know I like accounting it's kind of like looked down upon sometimes because mm-hmm. it's not as like um what do we call exciting prestigious yeah exactly yeah. I don't know like you could be passionate about like I have this friend whose uncle is a demolitioner for like celebrities. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Oh, oh my god, my friend um, Hector, his house in Palmdale, his garage door. So you know the guy who wrote Fahrenheit four fifty one. Yeah. I mean, Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Um, his garage door was Ray Bradbury's old garage door because oh. his uncle was a demolitioner, and I was like, that is so cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, cool. And like, what if you know his uncle's passion is just demolition? You know, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I would too. Seeing shit get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, um, we all, I guess it's also like the, it's a very privileged way of thinking. Like my job needs to be in line with my passion, right? It's like, yes and no. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's, it's wishful thinking to be like, I want to, I, I mean, love what I do, my yeah. job and find I think passion it, in it. Yeah. I think it's like what you talk about. When finding a job too, it's like, oh, what are you passionate about? Why does that stem your, you know, yeah. why you want to be here? And some people are just passionate about money. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Why isn't that enough of a motivator to yeah. hire me? Yeah. I'll do the exactly. work, man. I'll do the work. Dude, imagine. Give me the money. It's a two-way street. No, if someone, if someone, if I ever had to interview someone, they're like, I'm passionate about money, and they actually made like a good like, like argument for that. I'd be like, yeah. I can see that. I can see what you're saying. You know, yeah. Like, uh, for real estate, it's like, uh, one of our speakers today was like, you guys are all here because we all want money, right? And it's like half true. We're all in it for the money, you know? Like, I'm not particularly passionate about the real estate market, you know? Like, I don't really love it, but it makes money, so I guess that's why I'm in it. And I guess that's a good enough reason <laughs> to <laughs> keep going. To beat it. I mean, like, aren't we all in our careers for money to some degree? Yeah. I mean, we have to be. Yeah. yeah. We have to be. Oh, it sucks. Is it the way it's capitalism set up, set up for us? Yeah. yeah. I think there, at some point, there has to be a separation between what you're passionate about and what you actually do as a career. Because yeah. sometimes, like, no matter what your career is, and it's also a psychological 
proven theory, but when you tie monetary reward to something that you're passionate about it, eventually you're going to start seeing it as a chore mm, and not yeah. wanting to do it in general. And then when you're tired from your work, you have to turn to something for balance, right? Yeah. But when you're doing something for work that you're passionate about, what, what do you turn to now? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. I personally have a very nihilistic thoughts about <laughs> careers. But personally, for me, I don't think passion needs to necessarily, like, I think you should enjoy somewhat in some degree what you do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you should go into your work hating your job or thinking you have to, you should be leaving mm-hmm. in some years. Like, for example, a lot of people going into the careers that are a lot talked about at UCLA is, like, consulting or, like, investment banking, and which is, like, the little sphere I'm in at UCLA. But, and they always think about, like, oh, it's just going to be a leg up to the next thing. But if you mm-hmm. go into it with that mindset, you're feeding into this mindset that, like, oh, these two years where you're just in that waiting period between your entry-level career and then your next-level career, it's going to be hell. You're going to experience hell because you have a really shitty mindset. Mm-hmm. And personally, for me, I think it's so important to not only, like, understand realistically that you just have to do this, but also, like, enjoy your career somewhat that makes sense yeah i i'm I'm amazed i I put a lot of thought into this (laughs) no i like i'm shook because no one has said that out loud before you know Mm -hmm. because i've always just wanted what's best for me and what my parents are best for me Mm -hmm. and like i never thought of doing things for me you know yeah. And right now is an epiphany. We're having an yeah. epiphany. But like, yeah, it's like, what do we want? Like, what do you want, Melissa? Yeah. What? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I gotta sit on this. <laughs> you guys take a shower gotta, and think about this. No, now I really have to sit on it because. What do you want out of this life? Yeah, because you know that you know prepares me for. Yeah, like Fion, what do you want in your life? I don't know. There are things that I really, really want. Aside from just being successful, mm-hmm. I really want a farm of dogs. <laughs> and I can't do that without money. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, and I want to travel all over the world, but I can't do that if I don't have money. Mm-hmm. So, and time. Uh, like we said before, but like Melissa was saying, the world runs around money. That's and that, that everyone always says, like, money can't buy happiness, but it doesn't hurt like, <laughs> to have money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be thinking about, like, problems like oh what am I gonna do like with this a large amount of money rather than like oh how am I gonna pay my bills yeah we were remember that one um thing we took the test online what Mm -hmm. was it called what was it called that game I don't remember what it was called but basically you're given a really low paying like manual labor job and Mm -hmm. you're living paycheck to paycheck and they would give you certain scenarios that a lot of homeless people have to face like or low income or low income like you have to pay eight hundred dollars in rent but you're only making like a thousand dollars every month how are you going to feed your kids oh your mom just has this like terminal disease and she needs money for medicine are you gonna just not give her the money or do you (laughs) go bankrupt and it was just a very eye-opening game yeah money don't remember what is the solution to a lot of problems yeah. Right. A good extent of problems, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know. It's it sucks too, cause like I don't know. This the and there's no other like way around it either. You know, 
that you can't just like not work (laughs) and like be able to like live your life yeah right but at the same time i don't want to give up my life to chase money yeah it's a trade-off like you shouldn't just be focused on money yeah trade-offs we learned that in econ (laughs) oh dear god (gasps) 